All right. Episode one, gate 14 podcast, the everything Toronto Blue Jays, the most electric Toronto Blue Jays podcast on the planet. I want to introduce the crew here. We got Avery Riddick. How's it going, brother? How you doing? Obviously, opening day is going to be, I guess, tomorrow, today when this drops, but we, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm fired up. The worst offseason maybe of all time. Fucking uh, just, I can't believe the owners are so stupid. They try to take baseball away from us like they always do. Can't do it. Rob Manfred's a pussy, but baseball is back. The Toronto Blue Jays are going to win the World Series, and I'm pumped up. And we got JR here, man. Our JR is going to be just doing the little behind-the-scenes shit for the boys here. He's going to be getting the TikTok. I might have to do some fucking Corvette Corvette shit for him or something like that. But JR is the guy now. How are you doing, JR? I'm doing awesome. I don't think there's a better time to start a Blue Jays podcast than right now. Yeah, uh, it, it's a bandwagon season. We're, we're yeah. going to get called bandwagon a lot. We could have did this four years ago, I guess. And I don't know. We were fucking, I was 19. I wasn't going to be a fucking podcast. But JR, <laughs> pleasure to have you on, man. Pleasure to have you a part of this. Uh, this is going to be absolutely electric. And the people that are going to call us bandwagons, obviously, like, give us a fucking break. I've been pissing myself fucking making reaction videos for years for this team. It's something that I had to do. But this is going to be electric, boys. And obviously, let's go right into it. I mean, we'll talk about the offseason for a second. And I see a lot of people, and I want to say this actually, before I go into the offseason move, maybe you guys can back me up on this. I don't understand. It actually scares the living shit out of me that every single goddamn analyst on planet earth has picked the Jays to go to win the AL. Like, I'll be honest, when I have that fucking clown show, Ben Verlander picking the Jays <laughs> to win the AL after last year, when his bracket went over eight or whatever it was in the playoffs, I'll be honest, man. I hate it. I, I fucking hate it. I don't know. It's like when you gamble too, it's like you see all the NFL analysts mm-hmm. and they all pick the one team that you wanted to bet on right away. You know, it's a loser. Ben Verlander did one good thing. I saw on Twitter in the last like 10 years and I saw him hitting a home run off Justin Verlander. I was like, that was a Fuck. cupcake home run. It was a cupcake I, home run. It's, you know, those fields though, the backfield in the spring. Yeah. 310 to right that's what he did but no it scares the fuck out of me man i hate it and obviously especially in my lifetime and our lifetime the jays have never been picked to win the fucking american league ever ever and every single team if you look at last year last year was the dodgers i guess picked to win the national league they lost in the world series it was never the bray or i guess it was sorry it was the Bra- the braves were never picked to make it to the world series last year they won it so i got mixed feelings so this is what i want to do and clip this for tiktok I'm going to project the Jays finish third place in the American League East. I'm going to I'm going to break the trend. I'm going to say the Jays finish third to kind of give us good voodoo. I'm going to kind of try to mush the Jays in the first place. Yep. So everyone in the comments maybe say hashtag thank you, Johnny, because I'm projecting the Jays to finish third to change the whole voodoo. We can't have every single human being on planet Earth on the Jays. I'm sorry. Are you legitimately you projecting that or are you just no. like, I understand no, no, what no, no, you no. have to do? No, no, no. I'm doing what I have to do. I have the, I have a ticket for the Jays to win the AL East. I'm but Where'd you get that at? Plus, I believe it was plus two fifty or plus three fifty. I, I don't remember what the odds was a while ago, but um, yeah, I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> we're, we're we're in a bad spot here, boys. Like, I, every single person with a fucking mic or a blue check mark has picked the Jays to win the AL East, right? So yeah. I don't know what to do. Are we considering so, the Yankees a threat or what? If you have them three, who would you even consider one two? Rays, Red Sox, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I, I, the thing is, is this is my logic, and maybe you guys correct me on this. The Yankees, like their win total being at 91 and a half is absolutely fucking outlandish. It doesn't make any sense to me. The Yankees didn't really get any better. They, no. they brought back the same pitching rotation who the Jays dog walked in New York last year. And they got 40-year-old or whatever he is, Josh Donaldson. 
And then they got IKF. IKF is good. I will say that. But you're not really bringing in any new guys. The Jays needed a – they had a concern. They weren't that good at third base. And who were they – they bring in fucking Matt Chapman. Are you kidding me? A, a platinum glover, right? I mean, I don't know, man. When I look at these teams, the only team in my mind that actually improved was the Red Sox. They got Trevor Story. But I don't know. The Rays also just never go away. Like, mm-hmm. the Rays not being talked about in the division is the most Tampa Bay Rays thing they could ever ask for. It's like they got Corey Kluber, who somehow is going to be good this season. Spin rate's going to be out the ass that no one's going to know where that came from. And it's like, uh-oh, the Rays are leading division at at the All-Star game again. It's like, well, here we go again. Yeah, I just don't think – I don't see it this year. I mean, I don't know. Wander Franco's a freak. I will say that Wander Franco is a freak. But when I'm looking at this division, the real threat to me is that Red Sox lineup. And, I, and if you're looking at that Red Sox pitching staff, it's actually pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah. Like that, The Red Sox are one of the worst pitching staffs, I think, in the AL. And I, I, I could I could be biased with that, but they lost Eduardo Rodriguez. They have Rich Chris, Hill pitching, man. Yeah, Rich Hill's, have, yeah, that is a horrendous rotation. Yeah, they got Dick Mountain on the mound. I mean, dude, I, I in my mind, it's too obvious the Jays are going to, like, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just such a weird feeling to, to find. Like, obviously, we're we're from Toronto, so we're Leaf guys. Or I don't know if you guys are, but. No, Jair's a Sens fan. Okay, okay. well, Jair's a Sens fan. Okay, so so how would you feel, for example, if the fucking Sens rejected to win the league? It's nightmare fuel. It's honestly, there's so much expectations, and it's just the Jays have pretty much had one good year. So I don't know, man. I'm scared for the season, to be honest. I am. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely scary because the bullpen is still a little iffy, for sure. I I think we did wonders with our rotation. Um, But the, the bottom half of our our batting lineup still isn't great. Like I definitely think it's top five in the MLB, but uh, I think we still are missing like a good lefty bat, which I hope we get something at the deadline, but it is scary that they're projecting us ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays. Cause no one has talked like Avery said, no one is talking about the Tampa Bay Rays right now. And that is just always a, a scary squad and they're going to come up. And I feel like they might just dog walk us to start the year a couple of times and then we're going to realize, okay, maybe we aren't the best team in the division. Does Michael Conforto change everything for the Blue Jays, though? I, I, I don't want Michael Conforto, bro. This guy, and you want to talk about guys that are just, like, absolutely delusional. I'm pretty sure this guy's asking for a shit ton of money. Yeah. What have you done, dude? Like, just the only thing you've done is, is Scott Boris is your fucking, is your agent. That's the only thing you've done. And a lot of Mets fans aren't really, I mean, they're iffy on Michael Conforto, but... He's not worth the amount of money this guy wants. And obviously, Scott Boris is going to try to get his bargain for that. I'd rather the Jays put that money they'd spend on Michael Conforto into Bo and Vladdy because those guys' mm-hmm. contract years are going to be coming up soon. And God knows how much Bo and Vladdy are going to get. So Michael Conforto doesn't really move the needle for me, to be honest. Bo was kind of pissed off about his contract thing already, right? Him and Manoa, they declined whatever offer they got, and they thought they were. So that's just a horrible way to start contract negotiations. So I don't love that with Bo and Alec Manoa already too. I'll ask you a question here. So who do you guys, like if you guys could keep three of the like core Jays guys, and this is excluding Matt Chapman, obviously, because he's not like a core Jays guy. If you could keep, for instance, we'll look in the last year's lineup and that are returning. If you could, if you could keep guaranteed three guys, no matter what money they, they want. And I'm talking about like Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez, Bo Bichette, Vladdy, Manoa, um, Barrios, all these six. I mean, Barrios technically will take him off because he's already signed here. Who's five guys that you, or sorry, we'll say three guys. Who's three guys that you would keep out of that core group that was there last year mashing baseball? I'll start with you, Avery. 
I'll go Tioscar, Vladdy, Bo. I think pretty much no doubter for me. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go Vladdy, Bo, but I'd go Manoa over uh, Tioscar. Yeah, they already want to get rid of Hernandez. They, I saw a rumor come out uh, this year about how they explored a trade with the White Sox last year to get rid of him. So it seems like they're not going to keep him. That's sort of the guy that might get the snap. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think, I just, I think Tay Oscar is just an absolute freak, bro. And and lose lo- losing Lourdes Gurriel to me is just an absolute nightmare because that guy is so goddamn mm-hmm. underrated. I-, I love Lourdes, man. He's such a good like middle to kind of lower half of the order like lineup type of guy. And if the Jays lose him, how do you even replace him? I mean. Tapia, I guess. I mean, Ta- Tapia can't hit to save his fucking life. Or P, I don't know how to say it. The guy can't hit to save his life. He's just a ground ball guy. So yeah, no one really- hit more ground balls in baseball than Rival Tapia last season. It's just yeah. a fact. True, true. And I, and you and Jerry, you mentioned that rotation for the Jays, and a lot of P, a lot of Jays guys are looking at Kikuchi, or like I said, I'm going to butcher probably every name here, but you they look at Kikuchi and they look at like his second half of the year last year. But one thing that I don't think Jays fans realize that they'll realize going into next year is the how massive that pickup of Matt Chapman was because Kikuchi, mm-hmm. I could be wrong on this, not analytic guy, but he's one of the most ground ball to left side of the infield pitchers yeah. in baseball. Credit the fucking me for actually <laughs> knowing that. I don't know where I read that. I thought I made that shit up, but he's like one of the highest, like he, he gives up the most ground balls. So you're looking at that, right? And you're saying, all right, this guy is going to have Bo and Bo and Matt Chapman on the left side. And he gives up the most ground balls to the left side. Maybe we'll throw that second half of the season out last year and just kind of Look, and he's like a back of the rotation. I don't know why Jays guys are so, our Jays fans are so fucking like they they just butcher everything. They they like to complain about every single thing. He's a good back end of the rotation guy. Do you want fucking Ross Stripling back there? That guy stinks. <laughs> it's like him and Hunjin Ryu both being lefties throwing like some st- uh, soft off speed stuff to mostly righty hitting lineups. They're just gonna smash the ball into the ground. So having Matt Chapman there is a huge pickup. And you're right. Like look. If we went through the whole Major League Baseball, every rotation, and we looked at the fifth starter on every team, I bet Yusei Kikuchi is a top five fifth starter. So it's like, hey, he hasn't even pitched for us yet in a regular season game. Let's just slow down a little bit. He's an older guy, I understand. Um, but he's just I think he's going to be fine. Pete Walker, I didn't believe that the Pete Walker effect was as good as it was until kind of last season. But I'm going to trust Pete Walker to do whatever he can and get him on the right track. And I will say this. I'm wishing nothing but – like terrible things happen to Robbie Ray. Uh, not, not on the field, obviously, not off the field. I'm wishing this guy is a six five ERA because let me be clear here: the guy absolutely was the definition of that college girl that uses or that college girl that uses you while you're good playing athletics, and then you get a season-ending injury and she's fucking done. Robbie Ray used the Toronto Blue Jays uses Pete Walker's genius fucking brain. And next thing you know, he's absolutely shipped out of here, gone to the fucking Mariners. Give me a break, dude. What are you doing? Like Robbie Ray is dead to me. I'm sorry. He won an AL here in the, in Toronto. Good for you. The guy's dead to me, dude. I don't know about you guys, but like talk about that. He was so dog shit the year before. I remember he came in, in the playoffs for, mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was for. And I was like, I made a Twitter. Where I was like, what are we doing? Bringing in Robbie Ray. Like the guy sucks. So I don't know, man. Robbie Ray is dead to me. Maybe not for you guys, but he's dead to me. Okay, I'll you ask think- you guys a question. What's the, what's worse, Robbie Ray going to Seattle or Marcus Simeon going to Texas? Wow. Um, I would say Simeon because I think the Jays made a made a bigger push to sign Simeon over Robbie Ray. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, and yeah, no, that makes sense, dude. And Robbie Ray. 
I mean, not Robbie Ray, fucking Marcus Simeon, dude. The Texas Rangers? Yeah. Like, you could you could offer me five hundred million to play <laughs> for that team. Like I wouldn't. They stink. The Jays body bag them back to back ALDSs, and you're playing in Toronto first of all. And Marcus Simeon, this is what like this is what they don't understand when they just see the money bags in their eyes. You know how much protection Marcus Simeon has in that lineup. The dude was hitting. Mm-hmm. The dude was hitting in the same lineup as Vladdy, Bo, Teoscar Hernandez, Guriel. And this guy just decides to gas to just play with him and Corey Seager. Like, who do the Rangers even have beside him and Corey? They gave away IKF. I think the rain, like that move was just an absolute what are you doing move I've ever seen. It just didn't make the slightest bit sense. I would have that would have probably been one of the last teams I saw him go to because he's never gonna win. And you could you could credit mm-hmm. me on that. Old takes expose my ass, but the Rangers are never gonna win, like ever. They don't have like I don't know, they're not even like a top five prospect team, so there's no one coming up through the system. And they just have Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and John fucking Gray. It, that was the that was one of the most mind-boggling moves I've ever seen, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that he, he didn't really value winning, I guess. Like, he didn't put that ahead first. Maybe he didn't – I mean, he came out and said that he didn't like playing when they were in Florida, obviously. So maybe No one he, did, though. Fuck sake. Yeah, bro. everyone yeah, did. No one did, dude. Them. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It was a weird – I thought for sure that there was a good possibility he was going to stay in Toronto just because he liked it here. Uh, but odd move, I agree. I mean, the contract, there's no way the Jays were going to fucking pay seven years for that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, you look at you look at other contracts like that where it's the Pujols deal where that guy was just – he was getting paid God knows how much, one of the highest in the league to just be a DH and barely play. Like, I like the Jays doing that because in, my, in the back of my mind, it's like – the Jays are saving this for Vladdy and Bo, which kind of mm-hmm. makes it looks at like the light at the end of the tunnel for that. Obviously it sucks, but the Jays are still going to spend money. Like Rogers is one of the richest companies in North America. I promise you they're going to spend money. It just kind of sucks that Marcus Simeon, we kind of got that tape. We didn't get to see him in the playoffs. That's all. As someone who pays for a Rogers phone bill, I would like to give all my money to Vladdy and Bo. I'm just going to, Get the, package, eh? Get the premium package, eh? Get the premium package. Yeah. We should have like the, the Packers type of thing where if you're a Rogers customer, you have like a little stake in the company and the yeah. stake of the Jays and you get to say whatever the fuck you want. Like I hand up. I th- I'm good with that for yeah. sure. I'm good I, to do that. I will go over. I will personally switch to Rogers and go over <laughs> data every single month just to be able to afford <laughs> Boba Shet. I'll do my part. I, the, Boba Shet and Vladi, if they ever get separated, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like that would be one of the biggest nightmares of my life. Like, that's my, that is, from here on out, that is going to be my mind. Like, that is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays to me, is Vladdy and Bo, no matter what. You could switch around all these other guys, but Vladdy and Bo and Blue Jays uniforms, that's the only thing I want to see for until I die, to be honest. Okay, think, think worst case scenario here. Would you rather them leave right now or we've won something in, the, in four years and then they leave? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather win something. I guess, yeah. I guess the Kawhi Leonard effect where he just wins a championship and leaves. But I just can't see a world because Vladdy, his dad played in Canada. I don't know. I I can't see a world where Vladdy leaves, to be honest. And I Mm -hmm. can't see a world where the Jays decide to, like, not pay him or, like, not meet what he wants. I can maybe see Bo doing that because, obviously, there was already that stuff that happened this year with the contract negotiations. But I can't see a world where Vladdy where Vladdy will ever not be a Toronto Blue Jays. Seriously, I like maybe, I don't know, Freddie Freeman switched teams, so you never truly know, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, it's I, just I tough, man. Do we think – okay, so talk about how Toronto is such a good place to play, right? Do we – if you – John, you talk to more MLB players than obviously I do. Do we think Toronto is actually a top-tier 
team to play for in baseball? Yes. I seriously do. Like, for instance, and this is obviously we're just cross-platform here. I had Adam Frazier on the podcast for Efficient Official for next week. Yeah. And I said, like, what's one city that you're looking forward to visiting and playing in? And he's like, Toronto. Like, that's just everyone says. Every single guest that I have says that Toronto is the best city to play in. And I guess I, they don't know because they don't know, like, they're, they're not going through customs every tra- every time yeah. they try, like, every single week. But Toronto is one of the best cities. To, like, every single player I have on says that's their favorite place to visit. So, and if you have that aspect of a whole country rooting for you, where you don't mm-hmm. have, like, these outside teams coming to visit you and, like, um, where their whole fans are coming and stuff, you have a whole country here, right? So, I, I wouldn't say it's a hotspot. Obviously, the taxes play a huge, huge factor in people wanting to play here. Um, but I would say Toronto's definitely, especially with that young team and Kevin Gossman said it too. It's like, they have one of the, young, the one of the best young cores in baseball. So it's definitely a hotspot for free agents and for guys like that. And you're seeing that with all the free agent signings, George fucking Springer came here. One of the best <laughs> center fielders in baseball, right? What's the, uh, what's the next, uh, piss the pants challenge for you? I don't but- know. Like the thing is, and this is, this is the crazy thing. Cause I, I started out way too high. Like, you can't I, you can't start off at pissing your pants because it <laughs> the thing is you can't start out there because now people expect the world like i have i was having tweets at me like what are you going to do with the jays signed freddie freeman i like i don't know like i don't know what i could possibly have done if the jays got freddie freeman i pissed my pants for george springer like and, and i can't piss my pants again right because that's like it gets corny when you do it the second time. The first time it was funny. It was electric. But the second time it's like, I don't know what to do. Like I did the wearing the suit to the Jays game, which by the way, that was unbelievably fucking uncomfortable. I was in like the 200 level uh, with Moro, Connor Moro, shout out to Moro. And I was just in the suit. I was like, I was, people look at me like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You just look like an absolute clown doing that. So I don't know what to do, man. Like maybe, I, I don't know. I got to do something. I got to talk. I got to figure uh-huh. something out along those lines. And maybe we could brainstorm, but once this podcast blows up, continues to grow, we'll have people like requesting shit for me to do and we'll figure something out from there. But the piss in the pants is like, you start off too hot. I fucked myself over, right? I, I think the next time is just World Series. Like people want to see it. You can't do it for just a signing. Think World Series is back. Yeah, and it's got to be big. Yeah. It's got to be big. And I've weaseled my way onto like a, the Blue Jays World Series parade. Like I've said, I say it to every single Jays guy that comes on the pod. I say like, just so you know, like I'm here. I, if, if you guys win the World Series, I will be on that parade float. I don't give a fuck. You have to carry me off of that. So <laughs> I'm just picturing it in my mind, right? Like if the Toronto Blue Jays win the World Series here and my, my parents obviously mentioned like the 92, 93, how crazy it was in Toronto, especially with how big baseball is now. Could you fucking imagine what it'd be like in downtown Toronto if the Jays won the World Series? I couldn't even imagine. It'd be absurd. The Raptors one was kind of like out of the blue, right? They're really good kind mm-hmm. of regular season. Playoffs came, just blew up. The city's excited about this Blue Jays team, finally. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, and, th- and going into the season here, obviously, we're starting off with Marcus Simeon coming to Toronto. And like I said, I'm going to say clip this a lot. Maybe you could put this to the TikTok. Do Jays fans boo Marcus Simeon or do Jays fans pump his tires and cheer him on? If I was, wasn't in Philly, I'd be booing the fucking wheels off that guy, for Christ's sakes. But I don't know. We're too nice here. Yeah. What do you guys think the reaction is going to be for Marcus Simeon? We, we, because we get good, we get a lot of bandwagoner fans in Canada. I noticed that when the team's good. I think everyone's going to cheer. There's not going to be. Fuck, man. I think it's going to be like a 10, me. 5 to oh. 10% uh, booing Simeon. I think everyone's just going to – they're going to – because you know what they're going to do. They're going to put it on the new Jumbotron. It's going to look – You think he's going to get a video montage? 
If he gets a fucking video montage, I'm done. I need an emergency emergency fucking episode. If you do a video montage for a guy that didn't even make the fucking World Series or the playoffs, we're just a poverty franchise, right? (laughs) You're giving a video montage to a guy that was good in the regular seat? Like, what? I think think it's going to happen now after you said it. I think we're going to do it, man. Opening day two, the festivities are going to be crazy. And there's just Marcus Just, just a shit ton of bad, like, just bad juju for the Jays, man. Like, fucking every analyst picking the Jays. Then we got goddamn Jumbotron. Why don't we give – why doesn't why why does Greg Zahn come back in the building? We give fucking Greg Zahn a video <laughs> montage, too. Why don't we just give it to every single guy that didn't win shit in Toronto? Like, it doesn't, like what are we doing? Jerry's a big Greg Zahn guy, by the oh way. Oh, my God. Actually, no, you know what? Actually, I have a good idea. Jays fan. So, Toronto Blue Jays, listen to this. When Broadhand comes to Toronto in, in May or July, let's give Broadhand a video montage. Like, <laughs> let's might as well just give Broadhand. And mentioning Broadhand. Who, they, who paid him? The Phillies. Oh, Jesus. And you want to talk, so talk about the worst pitcher these four eyes have ever fucking seen and to make matters worse like this is how everything comes in full circle i bet on a spring training game it was the phillies the phillies <laughs> are up four two Broadhand comes in first batter walk second batter five thousand foot nuke over the left field fence luckily the phillies won but in my mind i was like this guy just continues continues to do this shit and when you think about Broadhand, though what was one game last year that sticks out to you that Broadhand did i have one i'll say i'll go after you guys but jr so when, when you see Broadhand. What's one Jays game last year where you're like, this fucking guy better not be in even single A when I'm, when this game's over? Like, what was one game for you that he was in? I don't remember who they played, but it was in Buffalo. And I'm pretty sure he walked like four batters in a row and he had one out. I, I, I don't recall the game, but all I remember is I'm pretty sure he they dropped, they released him after that game because it was that goddamn bad. But I just recall him literally not being able to throw a strike. For four batters in a row, it's it's a nightmare, man. And I'll tell you, and actually, Avery, you go. What, do you have one? No, I don't. Mind? I don't have one. But it's the not throwing strikes reminds me of my college baseball career, just being yep. crippling with fear on the mound to just get your ass chewed by your coach after. That's what he looked like on the mound last season. For me, and maybe you guys can attest to this. This this was a specific Toronto Blue Jays game because it was against the Washington Nationals. Do you guys remember this game? The J- I, I bet the Jays this game. I was at the golf course. I wasn't watching it. I'm getting the alerts on my fucking phone. And Broadhand comes in the game, right? Broadhand comes in the game for the Blue Jays. Let me pull this game up because this was one of the most absurd things I've ever fucking seen. Where is it? So, yeah, Broadhand comes in. The Jays are playing the Nationals. Where is it? Yeah. He comes in the game. Point two innings. Two earned runs or three earned runs. Two home runs and a walk. I think that was one of the first games. No, that was like the fifth game he played for the Jays. They're playing the Nationals. They were murdering the Nationals that game. They were up two, and he gives up three with two home runs, and they just pull. He didn't even get a full inning in. That was the one game for me where I'm like, this guy stinks. And I made a song for him, by the way. People don't realize I I mushed Broadhand. I think I ruined his career. Do you guys know that? Oh, do you think he was point shaving at some point, though? Like, he was in on some gambling ring because the Nats, you know, he's got to get his boys right after he got traded from there. Maybe, maybe actually, there might be some point shaving going on, man. It's just like fucking hell, man. I just like, I broadhand to me was one of the worst pitchers I've ever seen, honestly. Like, I, I can't even maybe Ted, uh, Ted Lilly was actually good, to be honest. I, I know I kind of roasted him in the promo, but Ted Lilly was actually kind of good in Toronto. Do you guys remember when Ted Lilly fought John Gibbons? Yeah, that was all time. 
Fuck. I those are some that. of the worst jerseys of all time, too. Those blue jerseys. He was wearing the gray jersey, too. It wasn't even a full black color. I'm seeing some like weird influencers on Twitter like try like pump the pump those jerseys up. Like those were the worst jerseys I've ever seen. <laughs> Look like a fucking look like guys playing on the like a a jails jail guys playing in the yard, like it was the worst you've ever seen. So the those jays if they come back, I might lose my mind. The black ones actually, I will say this: yeah. the black ones were okay. The gray ones and the white ones, my god! I think JP Ricciardi was the GM when they when they had those. Right? You guys remember that JP Ricciardi? Gre- that guy was a grease ball. He always wore sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> He always wore sunglasses. I, Even I when know. we were watching games, like at the Rogers Center, when Roy Holiday was pitching in those black jerseys, every person was wearing the throwback baby blue Roy Holiday jerseys oh, because jerseys they wouldn't buy the black jerseys because they were so bad. The black jerseys were – I mean, the, the baby blue jerseys were absolutely fucking money, dude. Fuck. I love those jerseys. Those were all day. So, let's – I mean, like, yeah, let's go, let's go into this weekend series. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit weird here obviously I'm speaking kind of selfishly because I'm not going to be there, but I mean, we got the Texas Rangers coming to town, a team that's, I guess, highly touted. I don't even know if they're highly touted to be honest. They just have the two signings here, but what do you guys expect? Like, where will you guys be happy with? I know it's still early. Where, what would you guys be happy with? Like a two out of three here? Like wh- where, do, where do you guys see the Jays go on this weekend? Cause I, I want to see some of these guys get after it. I want to see Gossman go six innings, one run. Mm-hmm. I want to see this shit. Like I want to see all the guys kind of hype the city up and just kind of put, put us on notice. Like, all right, the, the Jays are fucking here. You know what I mean? Like where, where mm-hmm. do you, where do you guys see this, this week happening? I think uh, two out of three, I'm happy. I think Gossman like first start with the Jays, you, you can expect something big there. Uh, I think if we lose one, I think it might be the first one. I think we might be a little overhyped for the opener, and then just Texas might might sneak by and win it. But I'd be happy with two out of three for the opening series. I was going to say the wet. exact. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think we get too ahead of ourselves for the opener. We get so hyped up, and it's like oh, the shitty team just kind of like finds a way to win, and then we beat the brakes off yeah. on Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, this makes sense. The bats come alive. That that's definitely and obviously I, I don't know what the Jays record is on opening day. I don't think it's that good to be honest. Like I, I genuinely don't think it's that good. Just kind of the because you have all these new guys playing in Toronto for the first time, having to go through customs and like find an actual place to live here and stuff and move in and shit. And obviously it's like that in other cities, but it's way different in Toronto when you have to fucking go through goddamn customs. Customs are the worst fucking thing to ever happen to this planet. Like. I hate custom. Like that's, I guarantee you there's been some free agents that won't sign here just because of customs. So that, that is why the customs are the worst, but I'm on the same page as you guys. I think Jays lose game one, but go to game two and three and just obviously murder the Rangers in the weekend. Uh, that's where I see it. Yeah. Like, who's Texas even going to throw Saturday and Sunday? I know I should have looked this up before I asked. It's something I do all the time asking questions. That I don't have the answers to, but it's like, okay, John Gray can win a game, right? Yeah. Is Spencer Howard going to pitch Saturday? Like if the Blue Jays Spencer can't... Howard is there two or three there in fucking big trouble. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look up the the Rangers rotation. But yeah, I mean, I want to add Gray... something about the opening day. Also, we can expect with this sports book launch to every single goddamn book have some sort of promo tomorrow on the J. I mean Friday on the Jays, which scares me. True, a lot of liability there. Jim. All right, yeah. so this, so this this is the this is the Rangers depth chart according to ESPN. It goes John Gray, Dane Dudding, 
Martin Perez, Taylor Hearn, Spencer Howard. I mean, that is pound for pound one of the worst rotations I've ever seen. (laughs) We might absolutely fucking ruin Dane Dunning's career. His average fastball, I'm pretty sure, is is 90 miles per hour. Dude, I just, oh man, I just have chills even just thinking about fucking like the dome packed and... (laughs) or the Roger center packed and just Boba shut with his nice ass hair, just fucking launch a baseball into orbit. Like I, I I'm so goddamn excited for it, dude. Like, and especially you kind of get a slow, a slow pitch thrown to you weekend one fucking Dane Dunning going game two and Martin Perez game three sick fucking signing Marcus Simeon, but that, that's fine with me. I love it. But I do see Burrios kind of struggling game one. I'll be honest. I don't think mm-hmm. he was that. I don't think he did that well, actually. Um, I don't think he did that well uh, in spring training, right? I think he had like a five or six ERA. They were just talking about him not using like his big breaking ball in the spring, though, which is like it kind of makes sense. But if you're not throwing your best pitch all the time, I guess your ERA is going to be kind of shitty. I, for one, love looking into spring training stats way too much. I think it like it just correlates with your regular season stats when I should not look at that at all. I'm one of those guys where I'll pump someone's tires. They do well in spring training, but also if they do shit, I'll say, ah, it's just spring training. Like I'm just in the middle of that. So I I honestly don't know, but holy shit, Matt Chapman looked good this spring training. Holy shit. He is going to launch. I think it's a, do you guys think it's a given like over 30 bombs this year? Has to be, has to be in that lineup. Mm -hmm. Has to be. If if it's not in that lineup, that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's sitting at the bottom of the order, too, so the pitchers are going to kind of want to throw to him because you don't want to, like, go through the order. But so what do you see right now for this order? So do you see Bo leading off? Like, who do you see leading off right now? Or Springer, obviously. Springer, Mm -hmm. but do you see – do you go Bo, too, again? I heard they were thinking of going Vlad, too, right? That's, like, the talk. Fuck. Uh, That's going to definitely – if you're betting Vlad RBIs, it's kind of a nightmare, to be honest, if he's hitting, too. I don't like that at all, actually, if he's in too, but – yeah, I guess you can kind of get away with it because then you have Vladdy protecting Bo. Uh, so it goes George Springer. It's going to go – we're going to say Vladdy and Bo 2-3 switch. We'll, like, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll flip it. And then four Tay Oscar, five yeah. Lourdes, mm-hmm. six – who, Chapman? Kirk, yeah. probably. Yeah, six Kirk, seven Chapman, eight um, – Kevin Biggio, probably. Kevin Biggio, and then nine Jano. Yeah. But see, the thing that I don't like is I don't like having two catchers in the order, like two two catchers hitting in the order. I don't know what you guys. I, I hate that. I really yeah. do. And I, I obviously Alejandro Kirk guy, can't but... really catch though. Let's yeah. Be honest. yeah. Yeah. He's. I don't know. You can't really play somewhere. He's too small for first base. Can't really play <laughs> the infield. I. I honestly thought the Jays were going to like trade him this offseason, To be honest, like, oh, yeah. Where his stock was the highest, I really did a lot. Because like, we have Moreno in the in the minors. It's like a top five catching prospect, but Alejandro Kirk has. Pound for pound, the funniest body in baseball, I think. Yeah. No, he's a lot. I call him Thick Jesus. I actually made a funny graphic. I'll <laughs> find it for the podcast. Thick Jesus. Like a picture of him over Jesus's face. Like with the, like, with the, uh, Alejandro Kirk is definitely Thick Jesus. But yeah, I mean, this weekend series is going to be definitely weird. Just uh, seeing an opening day in Toronto again. I When was it last time? Like three years ago? The Jays had opening day in fucking Toronto. More it's maybe? It's been yeah. three years. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I look forward to it, obviously. It's going to be sick to see you. Then you got the Yankees coming to town after the Rangers, too. So the Yankees going into that, we're going to be getting the Jays. Sorry, I'm not going to say we are the no, the Jays are going to New York. The Jays are going to be getting the Yankees four or five guys. So I'm assuming it's going to be J-Mo and uh, maybe Montgomery or um, Severino. 
But if, like I said, I'm wait, I'm very comfortable having Ryu as my number four, right? I mean, we could yeah. all agree on that. Ryu, mm-hmm. Ryu, last year you kind of asked a lot for him being a number three guy. He's not a number two or a three guy. Plain and simple, not anymore at least, right? He also yeah. like didn't see his family at all. He had a kid and didn't get to see his kid for a whole year. Like, oh, I'm not a guy that wants to have a kid soon, but I feel like that's like a bad thing, right? That's a massive thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a massive. That's a good thing, thing to look into, hey. That yeah. is a great thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll start fucking hammering all of uh, all of his props because that is crazy that he didn't just didn't see his family for like two, a year. So, and he got to train in South Korea also too. So, um, kind of be would be with his family before spring training during the lockout and stuff. So it, it's definitely that that element definitely adds to it. But I'll be honest, I want to be betting the Jays every goddamn game, no matter. And where do you think the Jays lines are going to be, by the way? Because obviously they're one of the most by the book. They're eight to one to win the World Series, which is absolutely fucking mental to me. Like that's not even worth the juice to take that. No, it's terrible. No. It's you, the, wait, it's, you wait for them to have a bad first month before yeah, you on the Jays. Then you take that. So yeah, like I mean, what do you think the Jays lines are going to be? Especially, I'm assuming obviously the book on Friday, especially like with sports gambling finally being legal here in Ontario, I feel like the Jays are going to be like minus two ninety. Like something in that range on game one has to be right. Yeah. And the Texas Rangers are going to be the easiest bet of all time. That's how big the juice is going to be. But you think the Jays are going to be the Leafs, like the overs on all their games, I think are just going to smash a lot of juice on that. Yeah. No. Yeah. The Leafs, by the way, I think the Leafs have only been underdogs like three times this year or five times, something like that. I could definitely see the Jays being in that range, except when they face maybe like, the Yan- or not the Yankees, maybe the Red Sox or the Rays or stuff like that. I could definitely see the Jays being favorites, pretty good amount of games. So it's going to be, you, you can make some pretty good amount of money betting against them, but obviously I'll never do it. Um, and that win total, in my opinion, is kind of high, right? 91 and a half, or it's kind of weird because they have three teams projected with the same win total, right? There's three teams at 91 and a half. It's like one of them, one of them's not going to hit an over. So it's like, which one are we thinking here? And for me, it's the Yankees. Yeah, well, the, the, yeah. the Red Sox are only 88. The win total for the Red Sox is 88, bro. Like 88 for the Red Sox. And the, and the Yankees are more I, – I, I'm more comfortable taking that Red Sox over. But like I said, I keep talking myself out of it because that pitching rotation is absolutely terrible. Yeah. I, the rotation I, is so bad. Yeah, that is true. I don't know, but yeah, that's true. You're right. That is very bad. I don't know. The the Yankees one, I'm definitely taking the under on. I think I already did actually, but I don't even remember. Um, the Jays one's way too high, but – because they have to play the AL East a shit ton. I feel like it's going to be – I feel like to win the division this year is going to be 88-89 wins, right? Because there's going to be yeah. – you face the Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Rays so many fucking times where you guys are just going to beat up on each other, right? So it's mm-hmm. going to be – the win total is definitely high. That's why I think Fangraphs has a projected at 88 wins. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be happy with 88 wins. I think that gets us in. I think we're going to have four playoff teams in the East. Easily. Like, it's going to be crazy how good this division is going to be. I'll tell you what. I am scared of the Detroit Tigers. I will really? say this hand up. The Detroit Tigers, they are a sleeper fucking team, dude. That Austin Meadows pickup was unbelievable. Like, just obviously it was very random. But the, the they they got Javier Baez, obviously. He, he mashes. There's no complaining there. But – the, the, the Tigers have one of the best prospect systems, I think, in base, like top five, mm-hmm. I think it is. And they just called up Torkelson. So they're, Miggy's just on the DH now. All Miggy has to do about is hit, which is what he does. Miggy's nasty at hitting. So that's Spencer Torkelson getting called up. And then you got Cody Clemens coming up soon. Javier Baez. Riley Green. Riley Green. Dude, I don't know, man. I, I took th- them plus 700 to win the division last week. Yeah. 
see, I, the Tigers are going to be good. I promise you. Like that's a, that's a team where I could see finishing ahead of the White Sox. Maybe I don't know that I that the AL is just a clusterfuck. There's just so many good teams. And then in the NL, you have like four or five that are like contending teams. Right? It's just the AL is a nightmare. Yeah, the West. I'm not too worried about having multiple teams. Like maybe the Mariners, but yeah, I don't know if they're really going to compete as much as people think. I think the Mariners are going to be good. I will say that. Obviously, I mean, they you got you pick up Suarez, Winker, Adam Frazier's a good pickup. Obviously, I'm pumping his tires. But yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to. I'm excited for the season, man. I really am. And uh, so, what's the deal with Pete Walker? Is anyone searched up there? Like, can he travel or what is it? Like a misdemeanor charge or how how are they working that? I have no idea. But there's talk about him wanting to become a manager, and there's one famous manager who has a lot of DUIs by the name of Tony Larusa, right? So he is. He's taken the right route to become an MLB manager. So, Pete, hats off to you for that. But yeah, he's trying to he's trying to do the Tony the Russo, which honestly equals World Series. Credit to Tony the Russo. I think he won a World Series when like twelve years before I was born. Like the guy, I mean, obviously he won one with the Cardinals too, I believe, right? Yeah, with like Edwin Jackson and stuff. Yeah. So credit credit to Pete Walker. I mean, the guy's just one of like the Jays. Like I said, bad juju going into the year. We got every every fucking analyst picking the Jays, and now Pete Walker who's literally the savior to so many careers gets a DUI. So I'm scared this year though. Ryu like the, he, he, his numbers are very bad without sticky stuff. I don't know if you guys like, if you guys mm-hmm. d- d- dived into that or dove into that, he's very bad. No sticky stuff. Would you guys rather have Pete Walker or uh, Charlie Montoyo? Like Pete one Walker. has to die. Pete Walker. And, like <laughs> Charlie Montoyo just plays the fucking whatever the drums in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I honestly don't know what, I don't know what Charlie Montoyo does. No. Like, I seriously don't know what he does. Like, I, I, in my mind, I genuinely don't think he writes the lineup card. I seriously don't. A lot of analytics departments do that, though, now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he's a puppet, right? He yeah. has to just be a puppet. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not a big Charlie Montoyo guy. I really am. Like, I'm but not. When you throw Tyler Chatwood as many times as you do last year, you just simply can't be a Charlie Montoyo guy ever. I mean, like... I want Gibby back, dude. And obviously, a lot of like, oh, Jesus. Gibby was electric, man. And every guy that I know that played for him say he's one of the best player coaches of all time. So, obviously, all right. So, next time we're going to be recording is going to be on, um, I guess, Sunday night. I'll be in Philly. I'll be coming back from the game, but that'll be fine. Um, yeah. Like, what? So, g- going into this year, obviously, uh, talk to Jays fans for a second here, because obviously the, the expectations are the highest they've ever been for a Toronto sports team. Maybe the Leafs, I guess you could say. Um, what what, do, what should Jays fans expect right out of the gate? In my opinion, it's just fucking take it easy. There's 162 games. Mm-hmm. I don't need people calling into TSN radio or calling into this show or just leaving DMs in the show saying the Jays suck or shit like that. It's a, it's a damn marathon. And if we've learned anything from the Toronto Blue Jays, especially that year they made that little run when they got David Price the deadline, just stay above water for the first half of the season. Stay above water. You don't want to be that team that's in first the whole year, peaking way too early. Just stay above, like, five games under five games over 500. Stay above water. Play competitive baseball. Just kind of be there. And then once the halfway point hits – that's when you put your foot on the, your foot on their neck and stuff like that. So f- first of all, obviously we all know Toronto sports. We all know Toronto media. Jays fans, fucking relax. If the Jays go one and two this weekend and go, and go one and two in uh, Yankee Stadium, all right. Like I don't want to be here and the Jays suck all this type of shit. It's a very young team. They have way, way high expectations for a team this young who had one good year. 
So let's just enjoy the damn ride for Christ's sakes, man. I mean, obviously it's 162 games in my opinion, which is fucking crazy. There's that many games in a baseball season with so many useless games, but yeah, like take, just enjoy the ride. The Jays are going to go on runs. We saw 15 game, one streaks. We saw 10 game, one streaks, 12 game, mm-hmm. one streaks. Just stay above water and just minimize the losing streaks that we have this year. And we got to do that as a unit. There's going to be some podcast names where it's like, I'm dead inside. Or um, I hate my life or shit like that. We're going to try to stay positive. I'm not a positive guy, so I can't guarantee you that for me. But stay above water. Pray for the bullpen. That's all I'm going to say. Pray for the bullpen. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I will. I can hand up. I'll be the positive guy if I have to be the positive guy. I also don't love being positive sometimes. A bullpen hater, some might say. But our best players are our youngest players. They're going to struggle at some point here. You're an idiot if you think they're just going to be awesome all the time. We're going to get to watch exciting baseball finally. We don't have Alex Rios and Vernon Wells, those boring type players on our team. We have the best players in baseball. They're going to struggle. We're going to have a lot of fun. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're going to lose. We're going to lose probably to the Orioles a couple times. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's baseball. Anyone can win. Like, you're not going to come in and, and win every series. Uh, so you gotta, we gotta lower expectations a little bit this year, but like you said, Johnny, we just gotta stay over 500, stay in the hunt and we'll be laughing when we get a spot in the playoffs. Realistically, what are our expectations here? Hand like hand up. I want to win the world series. I think hundred oh, percent. I, I you, mm-hmm. if you're in win now mode like this, and we only have a certain amount of time with this like core and this base, it's World Series or bust every single year until guys like Teoscar's contracts are done and Lourdes and we can't afford them, right? So um, uh, for me, it's World Series or bust every single year as, as long as the Jays have Bo and Vladdy and Teoscar and Lourdes and uh, Matt Chapman and Gossman and like just so many guys, right? So it's World Series or bust, period. I, I want to see playoff baseball in Toronto again when, I, when I'm an adult. Obviously, I was like 18 or 17 last time Jays were in the playoffs, but I want to see playoff baseball in Toronto. If they're, if the Jays don't make the playoffs this year, it will be one of the biggest disappointments in maybe Toronto sports besides the Leafs, obviously, every single year. But the Jays need to make the playoffs, and they need to go round by round. Obviously, expanded teams. If the Jays don't make the playoffs with expanded teams, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing, and I'm going to probably be getting body bagged for months on Twitter. It's it. We're in this together, man. I, it's like the Padres last year, right? The Blue Jays have way higher expectations than the Padres did last year, but – the Padres just got absolute shit on once they started to lose it halfway through the season. Yeah. I think we're a better team than that. I'm sorry. I'm saying we, I like to say we as a team feel like we're a part of it. I pay for my Rogers phone bill. I'm part of the team. Yeah. Contract owner. So there we go. But I got it. Look good. A world series championship. You're right. JR, man. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, we got to, as a unit, figure out like a guy Mm -hmm. that's like our punching bag obviously last year i had randall grichik and tyler chatwood uh, and brad hand obviously wow there's just a shit ton of guys that shit (laughs) shit i don't know who it's going to be this year and that's how we're going to end the podcast i don't know who is going to be and you maybe you guys can attest to this who do you think is going to be the punching bag and i'll say it right now i'll say the number one option it's going to be calvin vigio right it's going to be calvin vigio (laughs) i was thinking about that one too He's an easy target because of you didn't play that well last year. And all all we're thinking about is Jose Ramirez could be there. And it's but it's Kevin Biggio playing second base. Guys, I think he's gonna be good this season. I don't know why. But that makes him the punching bag when you when he does shit. Sure. Yeah, you can't have two back to back seasons like that and take up a raw like especially mm-hmm. when you got 
next guest of the show, Jordan Groshans coming up and that guy obviously mashes and you got, I mean, when you got guys behind you like that in the minors and um, that are coming for that ass in the show and you underperform like that, Kevin Biggio, I could definitely see the J him struggling and the Jays getting like some bottom tier reliever and just getting nothing for Kevin. I really can. I, unless he has a really good season where a lot of Jays fans were actually saying sell Randall last year, like sell high because he's never going to be this good again. Mm-hmm. And of course the Jays didn't trade him. So I just don't want that mistake again. I really don't. Cause that was my worst nightmare with Randall Gritchick last year. But anyways, guys, obviously let's buckle up here. It's a massive season. Um, I'm excited to get this shit going. Obviously I've wanted to start a Jays podcast my whole fucking life since I was going to $2 games um, at the Rogers center against the worst teams in baseball and the worst, ugly, the ugliest jerseys in baseball at the Jays. So I'm fired up for this boys. Obviously you guys are going to the games, right? Yeah. We'll be there Friday for sure. Yeah. Excited. Excited. Flight deck. Flight deck. Yeah. So that's, yeah uh, we mm-hmm. bought the worst seats in the flight deck. That's so, so, so sick. <laughs> boys. I'm juiced for it. Uh, I really am. I'm excited for the boys here. Yeah, here we go. It's glad we finally get to talk about games, too. You don't have to just think about it. We got things we can actually see now. All right, boys. Make sure you guys subscribe, leave a review, like, follow all our social media pages. We're sending this fucking shit to the moon. We're going to be doing vlogs at games, not pissing ourselves vlogs. We're going to be gambling (laughs) on the games. No run first innings till we die. Uh, Strikeout total overs. Bo Bichette hit total overs. Every single thing at the games, you know we're going to be gambling on it. So just stay tuned for that shit. And, uh, boys, let's have ourselves a fucking weekend. I'll be in Philly. I'll be streaming this shit on my phone. I'm dialed up for it. Let's fucking go. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride.